0: Are you ready to open the door to more romance, fun, and adventure? Or maybe it's compassion, support, and strength you're looking for. Discover real-life stories and a path to overcome the pitfalls every marriage encounters. Welcome to The Extraordinary Marriage. Welcome to the Extraordinary Marriage Podcast, and I'm so excited to share with you today Nancy Bonner. Nancy has been a person that I have worked with through the years because she started out as a hairstylist, and then she rose up in the ranks of Mary Kay Cosmetics from consultant, To sales director to the top of the totem pole and that was national sales director but today nancy's going to talk a little bit about her marriage and her family and leadership skills that she's learned through the years welcome nancy thank you connie it's great to be here well i know we're going to have a good time today and i appreciated you through the years Um, As I was not actually in your Mary Kay group, but you actually welcomed me into many of your activities, just like Mary Kay does with the adoptee Mm -hmm. system. But today I want you to share a little bit with me about how many years you've been married and how you and your husband got together.
1: Okay. Well, it's uh, going on 57 years. yeah, (laughs) And we dated five years before that. So we've known each other about 62 years. We're still learning things about each other. (laughs) Well, you know what I found is that life changes a little bit as we get older and we
0: change. And so, yeah.
1: yeah. So um, we went to uh, opposing high schools Mm. and um, the year before our 10th grade, we both went to summer school at my uh, high school and that's where we met. I was there to get ahead. And he was there to catch up. (laughs) (laughs) That's your story, right? (laughs) As a matter of fact, we've talked about that. He's like, I don't really know why I was there. (laughs) And I said, I don't either. I said, why would we want to go to school in the summer? But it was God ordained for us to meet. And we started dating. Uh, We had a rocky relationship in the beginning because he was at one school and I was at another. And I had my spies at at his school, and so you know, if he did anything that he shouldn't be doing, then I found out about it. So, anyway, um, we did we did have a great time during our high school years, and after high school, um, we both went to college for a while. Uh, I went for about a year, and then I was like, "This is just really not what I want to do." And so, a friend of mine that had been my hairdresser uh, encouraged me to go to beauty school. And so I went to beauty school and got my license and then we got married and um, about a year later started our family. Our first son, John was born. And about three months later, Bill got drafted. This was during Mm. the Vietnam war. And so um, we had to move out of our house and I moved back in with my parents and he went in the army and I went back to uh, work at the beauty shop. So, um that was not a fun time but um we did get through it and 2 years later bill got out of the service and uh, we bought another house i don't know how we don't know how we did all these things it was just a god thing but
0: Well, Nancy, Um, let me ask you. So I've always wondered how it is whenever you first get married and then your spouse is drafted. That was back in the day (laughs) where men were drafted. And Mm -hmm. so how is that when you have to move out and move with your parents? How long a time was that that you were went back to live with your parents? And how long were you married before he got drafted?
1: Well, John was about three months old. So we'd been married going on, going on two years. And, um, moving back home was, was a blessing to be able to be able to do that. But my mom, um, got cancer when I was in high school Mm. and it was about a 10 year span that she battled it and then finally passed away. Mm. But, um, she was home and, and had, was sick. And then, uh, my grandmother, uh, had to move in with us. And so, um, it was, (laughs) it was tough. But, you know, when I think about it now, uh, I just think, gosh, I don't know how I did that because um, our oldest son, John, he never slept. And so I would be up all night and then get up and go to work. And and the other thing was finding somebody to keep him while I was working. And so I had different people that that helped me. But then because he cried a lot, uh, they didn't want to keep him. <laughs>
0: Uh, I can imagine that. So what I'm hearing is while you were at your mom's, did you have a baby while your husband was gone?
1: Yeah, he was, he was three months old. Oh my goodness. When John John was three months old, Bill got drafted. So me and the baby, John went back home and all this other stuff was going on at my parents' house, but bless their hearts. They, you know, they took us in and, and helped us as much as they could. My dad was still working a full-time job at the railroad. And as I said, mom was sick with cancer and my grandmother had to move in and, you know, it was just back then you did what you had to do. And so I think that helped me in, um, when I did get into the Mary Kay business, I think that helped me because to me, that was much easier than having to punch a clock and be, be, uh, at the beauty shop and work long hours and not know who was going to keep John and, all these other things. So anyway, but while I was working at the shop, um, John was now two years old and Bill had just gotten back out of the service and we were starting all over again. Bill's high school coach's wife became a customer of mine at the hair salon and she got recruited into Mary Kay and she's the one that introduced me to Mary Kay and became my director. Um uh, so anyway, that's. And was Bill still gone when you started Mary Kay? No, he had just gotten back. But yeah. we had one car and and we were starting all over, you know, had to get another place to live and uh, he had to get a job and, you know, it, there were a lot of a lot of challenges.
0: I call yeah. that a lot of hurdles to overcome <laughs> with him leaving. You're just married. You have a new, ba- a new baby, your mom stick. Although um, I do see the fact that it gave you some extra time with your mom being yeah. there. And sometimes we see things in retrospect <clears throat> and, you know, after the fact in the hardship, we look back. And I think some people are able to find the silver lining a
1: little easier than others when they look back God. on tough situations. And, you know, I mean, when I talk about it, I'm like, gosh, that was hard. But when I was living it, I was just doing what you do. You know, I was just, we were just moving forward, trying to survive and make the best out of the situation. So anyway, we had our second son, Jason. I left the beauty shop. I was already in Mary Kay. Um, All these different things, Connie, Bill had supported me in them, but he didn't do it for me.
0: No, he, you
1: know, i he encouraged me, but He was also building his career, finishing, uh, finishing college. Um, I mean, the story could go on and on, but uh, it was for the first 10 years of having our children. The first eight years of having our children, I was in Mary Kay. So I had John when I started. Then I had Jason. Then I had Josh when I uh, went for directorship. And then I had Jonah after we made a move to Chattanooga, Tennessee. And so there've been a lot of different phases that we've worked through, but the whole time our marriage was the number one thing that we knew we had to keep working on because you don't want to have four boys to raise by yourself. (laughs) No way Jose. (laughs) So, uh, you know, we, we just kept encouraging each other and uh, praying for each other and praying with each other and, Uh, I will have to say that both of us um, accepted Christ when we were young and, but we didn't, neither of us understood the Lordship of Christ. And so that move to Chattanooga opened a door for us in that a lady came to call on me to welcome me to Chattanooga who invited us to church and at Red Bank Baptist church, both of us recommitted our life and committed our understood that everything we had and do belongs to God. And, and that's what turned things around, you know, that he has to be the Lord of, of our life. If we're going to be successful at anything. So you know, Nancy, that,
0: what I hear in that is that so often a foundation, a firm foundation, a firm mm-hmm. set of values and beliefs um, and having the same values and beliefs. And sometimes couples don't have that in right. common.
1: Right. And
0: so that causes a little bit of a clashing. So how many years had you been married? I'm making you remember everything today, aren't I? Um,
1: how many years you've been married when you moved to Chattanooga? And how many babies did you have? Uh well, we had three boys when we moved to Chattanooga, but I had just become a director, so I really didn't want to move. But mm. Bill took a job there and it was a great opportunity for him. And he had always supported me in me pursuing the things I wanted to do. And so I'm like, gosh, you know, when that moving van comes, I need to be on it (laughs) with those boys. And so we had our fourth son after we moved to Chattanooga. Wow. And so what
0: I hear on that is that you had to move and being that I also was, I was a sales director in Mary Kay, but Nancy, like I said, rose to national sales director, but here she is with her kids and she is a director and she had her community of people in her area that she lived. Mm -hmm. And this was Mm -hmm. the day before This was the day before cell phones and computers right. and Zoom like we're doing right now and, you know, doing this. Um, it was the day that you had to do long distance phone calls. We have to really go back and think yes. about the conveniences that we have today. And so you didn't know anybody. The was attached to the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah, with the cord. I remember that. <laughs> and so, so often we forget to really give thanks for the things and the conveniences Mm -hmm. and for people. So here you had moved far away and you had to kind of restart your business. Although you still had to nurture, send out newsletters, do something to communicate with those people in another state at the same time. So how about your boys as they came along and your husband, was he home, you know, much in the evenings or?
1: Well, uh, Bill has been in the real estate business for a long time. And most of it has been in the commercial business and he's worked for different companies and been their real estate director. And so it required him to do a lot of traveling. So that was another thing, you know, he would be gone. I would be there uh, trying to start my business. I mean, the balance, Connie, I think that's, that's what women struggle with is okay. If I'm going to have a career and I'm going to have a family and I'm going to have a husband How do I balance all this? Absolutely, and and I'll just have to say that it was a constant thing for me to, you know, to reassess really on a weekly basis. Of okay, if I'm going to spend this much time doing this, that means I'm not going to have the time to do this. And I think one thing is I learned to say no to things Mm. that if it didn't, if it didn't, um, if it didn't get me to my goal, or if it didn't help my family, Mm. the family goal. Because that's another thing that Bill and I uh, learned to do. And a lot of this, as I said earlier to you, a lot of this things that we've learned in our, for our marriage came from the things we learned uh, in Mary Kay. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that we learned is that you've got to sit down and communicate what each of you are trying to accomplish. And then, okay, how does our family fit into this? What's our family goal? How how, do, how does that look? Uh, what do we want for our children? What do we, what do we want for each other? And what do we want as a, you know, as a team, because we are a team. Mm. And as long as my children were under our roof, we were a team and um, we were responsible for their growth and their nurturing and all that. But with four boys, we, the two of us couldn't be at everything. And so we had to first of all, let them pick and choose things that they really wanted to do and not try to have them into everything just because other people had their kids into 10 different sports. Not keeping and up with them, the Joneses, right? Yeah, and some of them didn't even want to be in a sport. And so that was fine too. And uh, so anyway, we worked on, okay, well, if, if you can be at this, I can be at this. And then sometimes it would be like, okay, guys, we can't be at everything. So John's the oldest. It's his, you know, it's his senior year. We're focusing more on him this year. Next year, be your turn, <laughs> you know, and my kids would say, mom, it's okay. Oh. You don't have to be at everything, you know? And so, uh, because they knew where my heart was right? and they knew it just wasn't a possibility to be at everything. And so anyway, um, my whole, my whole thing about raising my, our boys was we wanted to continue to promote a relationship among them, the four of them. So when we would go on vacations and things, we didn't let them bring other people with them because we knew if they brought a friend, they wouldn't spend the time with the, with each other. Mm -hmm. And so uh, today, what brings me so much joy is when we get all of our family together, there's 20 in our family now in our immediate family. Mm Um, because we have seven grandchildren we have two gr- daughter granddaughter in-laws and one great grandbaby oh that's a year old. so uh that that has added on to our family but one of my greatest joys is to see our boys when they see each other even the ones that live here embrace and mm-hmm. hug and and when they get ready to leave do the same thing say I love you I mean, that is what we have worked on our whole married life, uh, is nurturing that, that family unit. And I think it also starts with you. You know, Bill and I are affectionate. We're affectionate in not, not overdone, but we're affectionate around our children and our grandchildren. And um, we tell them we love them all the time. They tell us. Uh, We tell each other we love each other. I mean, don't get me wrong. We have had issues. We've had financial problems. We've had issues with, you know, what I want to do versus what he wants to do. Um, We've had all those things, but we, we were too stubborn, I guess, to not work through that. And, you know, if I fe- if I'm feeling upset about something, I'm just going to go to Bill and say, "You know what? We need to talk." If he's feeling upset about something, he'll do the same thing with me, and we sit down and we air out our grievances. Um, our kids get tickled at us because sometimes we air our grievances out a little more uh, than what they think we should, and in then front of them. Turn, uh, yeah, and then we turn right <laughs> around. And we start, you know, laughing at each other, hugging each other, you know. And so um, they they think that's, well, one daughter-in-law, her family didn't do that. Mm-hmm. and And so when it first started, when she was first, you know, subjected to us, you know, <laughs> voicing our opinion at one another, she was like, oh my gosh, you know, are they mad? And then the next thing, you know, we would be hugging and kissing. So, um, you know, obviously everybody's family dynamics are different. Their personalities are different. But I think that, you know, something that we've learned is communication. Got to communicate how you're feeling. um, Trying to look at the other person's situation, where they're coming from. You know, it's like, if I'm so busy, Uh, looking at the speck in Bill's eye that I can't see the plank in mine, then we're we're not going to resolve the issue. I think a lot of that goes
0: into godly values and that good foundation. And if you think about your parents, Nancy, and you think about Bill's parents, probably there was some kind of well-balanced foundation in that, or at least one parent was a great communicator,
1: because when you don't tell what's bothering you, it festers exactly exactly and how are you going to how's the other person going to know what your needs are if you don't express that
0: that's right can't and, read mine and so
1: yeah and so you know a, a lot a lot of marriage in my opinion is you had to be willing to do a little listening and a little research and um just like you know do you know what your husband's love language is
0: yes most
1: love language is touch is physical touch and that's what my, that's what my husband is. And so all I have to do is reach over and touch him if he's driving or whatever. And he was like, that feels so good for you. Togetherness. To touch exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that that he takes care of himself health wise, that he gets exercised, that he cares about his appearance. Um, and you know, that, I've grown up in, growing up in Mary Kay, you know, that I didn't go the mailbox without my makeup on. And I know some women don't agree with that. And, you know, and they feel like, well, I should just be able to look any way I want to. But um, I learned early on that when Bill was in the business world, he was seeing women in at their best. At least they used to be that. It used Mm. to be that way. Mm. And I didn't want him coming home to somebody that looked like they, you know, even though I had four kids hanging off of my leg or whatever, you know, and one on my hip, I didn't want him to come home to somebody that looked haggard and tired and and didn't feel like getting, I didn't feel like getting dressed. I didn't feel like getting my makeup on. I didn't feel like doing my hair. So that has just always been something I've strived for to look nice for him.
0: Okay, Nancy. So I'm going to ask you this because I'm one of those people who... When I first started Mary Kay, well, I wore sweatpants and a sweatshirt to shopping and, you know, I had little kids and I was tired and I didn't really pay attention to that (laughs) stuff. And then I started Mary Kay, you know, I looked at the people around me and I'm like, oh, you know, now before we got married, I dressed to the T. I was mm-hmm. always fixed up, but I have to say, even now, confession is like, if I don't go out the door, I'm kind of bad. I have this wild curly hair and uh, you're a hairdresser, <laughs> wild curly hair. And, uh, often if I haven't looked at me in the mirror, I forget what I look like. So one day, you know, I was like running my hands through my hair cause kind of had a headache. And I was thinking about something. Next thing I know, I walked in front of a mirror and I was like, whoa. You know, because this hair gets real big, you know, if I'm running my fingers through it. So I was really not a person that fixed up too much. So I'm gonna ask you, so did you actually get up every morning and do yourself up? I still do. Wow. That's great quality.
1: I I go, I play tennis three mornings a week. And when I get to the tennis court, they all are like, Oh my gosh. You're all fixed up. I'm like, this is how I look every day, and uh, I had a birthday Tuesday, and I was 76, or I am 76, Happy not birthday. I was. <laughs> I am <laughs> for Still. a whole year. For a whole year, anyway. And so yesterday, when I got to the tennis court, I was playing tennis with three other women, and one was kind of is kind of new. And the people on the other court said, hey, Nancy, we see you had a birthday, blah, 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 you know. And so um, I just mentioned when we were talking, you know, that I had just turned 76. Well, the new person we were playing with, she's like, oh my gosh, I thought you were about my age. Well, she's probably like 50 something. I'm like, no, honey, I am not <laughs> your age. I could be your mother, you know. But anyway, um, and, and because of that, I've, I've had Michelle come and, you know, do facials with them and all that stuff, because they're all like, well, we want to, we want to look like that, you know, but I mean, that's just, that's just something I've always done. And if I didn't do it, I would feel like, oh, I'm on my way out. You know, <laughs> well, I do remember whenever I was at home with little kids and actually
0: saying that to my husband, um, even though I still don't, don't fix up when he's, Whenever I'm not going anywhere, but I remember saying to him, now, just remember that all those ladies who are fixed up at work, they look just like me in the morning when they wake up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if he leaves and you look like that, you better make sure when he comes back home, you don't look like that. Okay. So Nancy, I'm
0: going to start doing better
1: right today, right now. (laughs) (laughs) And let me tell you, your, your family appreciates it too because my boys will, they still compliment me on, you know, they let me know, you know, what they like. And um, and and Bill compliments me every single Sunday morning when we're going to church, because that's when we are in the same car, going to the same place. Every single Sunday morning, he compliments me on how I look. And that that just encourages me to want to keep looking that way. Yeah. And, you know,
0: grandkids are real honest and I've had grandkids go, oh, yeah. Anna, are you feeling okay? And I'd be like, <laughs> oh, I just don't have any makeup
1: on. <laughs> Do we need to call the ho- call the doctor and get you to the hospital. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't have any makeup on. All right. So awesome. You know what? Everything that you've shared so far is like so very true to great relationships and communication. And I love it where you're talking about teamwork, you know, in Mary Kay, we talked about teamwork. But the main thing is no matter what your team does at work, it is that foundation at home and working together as a team Mm -hmm. and looking for those challenges, hunting through things, talking and communicating. And everybody doesn't do that quite as much as others. But Nancy, I'm going to take a guess because, you know, I teach the disc communication styles and I'm going to take a guess like... (laughs) That you, I'm a fun loving person. I'm going to take a guess that you also are a fun loving
1: person, right? Well, my whole thing is, if it's not going to be fun, why do I want to do it? <laughs> Absolutely, I got to find some fun if in most everything. If it's something you that you don't really want to do, you need to make it fun. If you make it fun, of course, what we should be doing is doing it as as unto the Lord. And if we if we if we have to work through a situation that it's that we're not looking forward to we still need to think about but i have to work at this as unto the lord and that kind of can change your perspective but in in our family uh we it's almost like a contest to see who's the funniest bonner among our family that works that's fun our whole family uh dynamic is jokesters and make it fun and um and you asked me earlier before we started the recording what what am i doing you know these these days and uh part of what i'm doing is i'm in charge of planning all the family activities and um our my oldest grandson called me from florida to wish me happy birthday and he said mimi i just want to tell you how much i appreciate all the time and effort you put into getting our families to our family together. He said, because it does matter. And he said, it's so much fun to be with you. And um, another thing that I was going to share is that as a couple, you know, when you're raising your family, your focus, a lot of your focus is on your family, but you have got to stay focused on your spouse because your kids are going to grow up and hopefully leave and you won't, you don't want to turn around and go, Oh, who are you? You know, and what are we going to do now? Because if you haven't nurtured that relationship Mm -hmm. while your kids are growing up, don't expect spouse to be like, Oh, let's do this. Let's do that. So um, Bill is a golfer. I didn't take up golf because that just took, took too much time. I did take up tennis, so we we have that in common. We we both have taken up pickleball, so we can do that if we're you know if we're not doing it with somebody else, we can do it with another couple. Um, we play we play cards. Um, we like to go to movies. I mean, you have to come up with things that you can do as a couple um, after your family. You know, yes, you're doing things with your family, but there has to be a time. Uh, if you if you especially if you've got small children you've got to have a date night. I agree. Yeah. And so you just, you have to put that into your schedule. And even if you don't have a a lot of extra income, there are a lot of things you can go and do that don't even cost any money. It's just spending time away from your children and focusing on each other.
0: So, Nancy, let me ask you about date night because I know that's one of the things I say now although it's all good. My kids are grown and I have grandkids and we're doing well too. But uh, that is one of the things that my husband and I did not do because I would not hardly leave my kids. And then I was real pinchy <laughs> on money. So some yeah. of the things that we did do, you know, didn't cost, cost anything. And we did it with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so did y'all do date night through the years?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: That's important.
1: We, we, well, and see with bill traveling, and, um, and with my Mary Kay business, of course I could pick and choose when I was going to do something, but I still had to work a certain amount to, uh, originally my goal was to make $50 a week because that making $50 extra a week was going to give us, um, uh, not extra income, but enough to pay some bills. <laughs> like to pay I did Mary Kay just for frivolous extra money. I started to to put food on the table and gas in the car and that kind of thing. Um, and then, of course, as I became more, more and more successful at it, I had bigger goals. But uh, it got to the point of where Bill did not want to continue the driving and the tra- the traveling and that kind of thing. And all the boys were still at home and they were all in school. And I just said, you know, I'll work twice twice as much at my Mary Kay business if you'll just quit your job and then do whatever it is that you want to do. And, um, and so that gave him the opportunity to start his own business. And then we moved back to the Atlanta area, had to regroup here and, you know, in Fayette County had to start meeting people and so forth. And um, so that way he and I both could have a schedule that worked together. We didn't have to opposing schedules
0: so what i'm hearing is that is this is a point whenever you were making a lot of money in mary Kay, and yes so you said hey honey like and that way he could work as an entrepreneur right and work right. his own schedule he's still working but he's working his own schedule so now you can like juggle the kids a little easier than both being a nine to five job right 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 yeah yeah. Because everybody didn't know that about you. Nancy actually, (laughs) as a national sales director in Mary Kay, she had, I don't know, Mary, let's go ahead and share it, right? How many pink cars, how many diamond rings and prizes?
1: Oh my gosh, right? (laughs) Well, um, our first car was earned in 1982, I think. And I've never had a car payment after that. I was only... Only pink Cadillacs. And and of course, still have the last one that I that I was given at the at the end of my career. Um, So depending on how many years at the time we were keeping the cars, uh, I had 15. But they you know, it was like every other year. And then when we got the Escalades, it was every three years. So anyway, I haven't had a car payment since 1982. I think it is.
0: Well, and diamond rings, and we were talking right before we started today about the fact that, <laughs> woo, look at the jewelry. <laughs> yeah, man. And we were talking before we started today about uh, literally how much training and stuff that Mary Kay did, and that, like for me, um, I also was a sales director, and uh, you know, we don't realize how much we're given in Mary Kay until we don't have any more, that education and all that is expensive. So, um, but you have a lot of leadership skills from Mary Kay. You said you were using them at your church for, you know, to help organize Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. But all through the years, uh, literally your Mary Kay has propelled you in all different directions. But let me ask you another question as, as we're getting close to the finish today, Uh, because you made so much money and, you know, you helped so many other people make money. You know, Google says that the main things, the main problems with marriages today is communication. And you've covered a lot of stuff on that. And it sounds familiar to me because we have a lot of that ourselves. And we propel that when we live it and we we stop and think about, what our family needs or what our relationship needs we live it our kids catch it because they catch Mm -hmm. more than what what we say it's like we gotta Mm -hmm. do it if they're gonna catch it but the second thing that google says is a big problem in marriage is money you know and that could be lack of money typically that's usually what it is Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's having a lot of money so what would you say when it comes to marriage and money and all that kind of stuff and your kids how would you, what would you say? Any advice on money? Well,
1: um, I don't remember exactly what what year it was, um, but it was while we were in Chattanooga and it was after Bill and I recommitted our life that we made the decision that we were going to tithe no matter what. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, I would tithe if I had the money. <laughs> well... You have to tithe and then you'll have the money. Mm, And so, uh, of course, and I worked on, as you know, we worked on commission. So um, someone asked me one time, they said, well, do you do you tithe on your commission or after all of your expenses and and all that? And I said, well, it depends on how much you want to be blessed. Mm. But I said, I tithe on the original commission. You know, whatever that commission is, that's what I tithe on. And um, Bill is the same way. And I think that once you realize that whatever money and whatever blessings and whatever things and all this that you have, it's all belongs to God and it's all a result of his blessings. And so uh, when you look at it like, okay, he's 90 percent. He's letting you know, he's saying here's 90 percent. Do what you want to with it. And of that's course 10%, get it. 10% is just the beginning, but when you, when you look at, okay, 90%, he says, do whatever you want to, but 10% minimum needs to, to go towards, and, and of course not everybody's a member of a church, yeah, but I'm that's where that. my time goes to. But then also I'm, I'm able to help in other areas and help other ministries and um i mean if you've got a if you've got that giving spirit god's gonna bless it and so you just have to you either trust him or trust him with with your money with everything or you don't Mm. that's true
0: because you know a lot of times people trust god with everything but not their money right
1: yeah yeah and of course it's not their money it's not our money however um I know when I was, you know, holding Mary Kay parties and all that in the early days, there would be ladies who would be like, oh, well, I, I really uh, need to talk to my husband to see if I can buy this skincare. And I'm thinking, gosh, I hope I never have to ask my husband if I can get something to clean my face or if I can buy deodorant or if I can buy toothpaste or whatever personal items, you know, that I need. Mm -hmm. And so um, we had to work, we had to work out what worked for us. Uh, financially and that was me having my business account me having my personal account him having his business account him having his personal account and then we also had to determine what all I was going to take care of financially and then what all he was going to take care of financially and so uh, in the beginning Mary Kay took care of groceries and my any of my expenses and all that well anything the kids needed uh, all of those things family vacations Uh, Christmas uh, house payment uh, car. uh, Well, I didn't have a car payment, so I didn't have that. But anyway, those were things that I committed to. And then Bill took care of everything else. So while I was building my business and paying these things, Bill was able to invest in real estate and build up for uh, basically his retirement. And so, um, we didn't have all of our eggs in one basket, I guess I I would say, but, um, you know, we have, we have to trust one another with the money because if, if he's going to ask me, you know, if I walk in with a new pair of shoes or whatever, and he's going to say, Oh, how much did those cost? Mm. Well, then what happens with a lot of women, they just start not telling, you know, it's like, well, I'm not (laughs) going to let him know. You know, like they'll get something new and hang it in the closet for six months, and then when they pull it out to wear, and your husband says, "Oh, is that new?" You go, "Oh no, I've had it. <laughs> I've had <laughs> this for six. I've had this for six months." <laughs> now you had to tell a story. <laughs> yeah. So we also, but if it's a big, if it's something major, we we don't ever go out and do something crazy without sitting down and talking through it. And I've learned with, with my husband that there are a lot of things he talks about that he is not going to do,
0: you know, Mm. like he'll,
1: he'll be looking at cars and I'm like, oh, you're looking at cars. Yeah. I'm looking at Corvettes. I'm like, okay. Mm. He's like, yeah, I'm thinking about buying one. Well, my, my carnal nature is like, are you crazy? You are not (laughs) buying a Corvette. You know, you're 76 years old. You're not buying a Corvette. He's thinking Uh out loud. I do that too. Exactly. But now I've learned he's not going to buy for a vet. And I just go, you know what? You'd probably look good in one. I mean, you know, you just have to <laughs> go with it, you know? Now, if he really went out there and, and I saw he was really serious, then I'd sit down and have a talk with him. But so many arguments can be um, prevented if we wouldn't take every everything so seriously. Mm. And, you know, like sometimes he'll say, well, I think we ought to just go on a cruise. Let's do one of these around the world cruises. I said, "Well, mm. how long would that take?" Oh, it's three months. I'm like, "Yeah, let's do that." <laughs> you know, and in my mind, I'm thinking, "Have you lost your mind?" We're not going to stay away from our kids for three months, <laughs> you
0: know. <laughs> I, and you know what? I I say things like the different stuff too, not quite that big. And my husband's like, "Well, when would you like to do that?" Because he is the person who let's put it on the de- let's put it on the calendar. And I'm like, yep. "I'm still thinking about it."
1: yeah I'm I'm, I'm, I'm like him I'm like okay well when do we want to do it and where do we want to go and let me start planning that and of course a lot of that came from my Mary Kay business and like okay Connie if you said well I want to become a director I'd be like well when do you want that to happen and then I would say okay well then we need to back that up to here and then today you need to start doing so and so so that's just that's that's my nature you know I'm like okay if that's what you want then let's make it happen. And, and you know what? It would, we often get what we expect. So well, since yeah,
0: you expected yeah. those women, when they said, I want to be a director, you expected them to, hey, let's figure out how I we're doing the, it. Let's that's get the, it going.
1: The right. <laughs> i thought they say <laughs> minute.
0: And sometimes we mean to mean things, but we're still
1: thinking or we're wishing or we're wanting or that kind of thing. Yeah. Of course, uh, sometimes not thinking about something for very long, gets me in trouble too.
0: <laughs> spontaneous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And, you know, but, but also what I love about uh, our life now is we can be spontaneous. And, you know, if we decided that we wanted to get up tomorrow and drive down to Panama city, which is where our youngest son and his family live, um, you know, we could do it because we're not, t- we're not tied to a job. And we, we, even though we do have other commitments we could still work things out so i think it's just the knowing that you have that freedom Mm -hmm. um that makes you feel good it's like if you knew that oh i only have two weeks and it's going to be next year before i can use it that would drive me crazy
0: absolutely well i am uh, i'm going to share something nancy and then uh we're gonna uh, i'm gonna let you wrap it up with five things that you think are most important in marriage. So you could think about that for a second, but what I want to share is Nancy is the, uh, the last week of November, and this is our launching month for uh, the extraordinary marriage podcast. So I thank you for listening on that. And uh, during this time, there's a contest going on. And so if you listen to all seven of the podcast for November, by the last day and email me Connie at the extraordinary marriage, then your name's going to go into a drawing simple as that. And there are three ways that you can win. The first one is every name, every person that email me emails me all seven uh, code words. Nancy's is jewels. (laughs) Nancy's word is jewels. All those jewels she got in Mary Kay. (laughs) She got lots of jewels, real jewels. All right. So her word for is jewels. And so when you email me all seven words from all seven episodes, your name goes into a drawing for my discover, uh, discovering work and family dynamics It's where I teach communication skills and you actually get an assessment. It's an online course. You get that free. If your name is drawn, the second way you can win is the first seven people that email me are going to get. My 10 days to a happier, healthier marriage. Because guess what? Sometimes nobody's exemplified how to have a happy marriage, and we don't even know how. And so here's a little bit of help and one concept that will help you. So seven people that email first seven are going to get that free. And then the very first person that emails all seven of those code words is going to get a free one hour coaching session with me where we talk about your communication style and maybe some challenges and some ways that you can um, make that better in your marriage. So make sure you listen to all seven. Write down those words and email me, Connie, at The Extraordinary Marriage. All right. So, Nancy, as we finish up today, it's been a delight talking with you. I knew it would be. And share with us, what are five things that you think make a great marriage? What are five things maybe that made
1: yours great or just that you think that make a great marriage? Well, um, in thinking about that, um, I think, first of all, I really like Bill. As a person. Yes. I mean, he, I would want him to be my friend if I wasn't married to him. Okay. I'm going to say, you got to like your spouse and they got to be your friend. They got to be your best friend, right? Right. And he is my best friend. I would rather spend time with him than anybody else. Um, The second thing is I think that you have to have some, um, love, uh, you have to really show your spouse love every single day. You can't assume it's not like the, the man that said, you know, well, I told you, I loved you when we got married. And, and if that changes, I'll let you know, you know, 20 minutes, 20 years later, he's never said it again. Um, I think that you need to always tell your spouse how much, how important they are to you, uh, how much you appreciate them, how much you love them and respect You know, men really need respect. Ooh, that's another story, yes. I know that there are times, like, if I I say something to Bill, like, um, you know, there's two bags of trash in the pantry, you know, I mean, in the back room, you know, in the washroom, um, do you think you'll be, you know, getting those out anytime soon? Well, to him, I just said, well, you're not doing your job. You haven't taken the trash out. And so you have to think about what are you saying to your spouse? And and is everything you're saying having a negative connotation? Mm. Two, two things that I have to repent of on a regular basis is a critical spirit mm. and a controlling attitude. I might and, do that too. Yeah. And so I think not being critical of one another and not being controlling, like, sometimes I want to run family. Like I ran my national area in, Mm, you know, like a drill sergeant. No. (laughs) Yeah. Like a drill sergeant. And of course uh, I had to be that way when I was home with four boys by myself, I had to be a drill sergeant. But uh, anyway, I think we have to be careful about that. I think having a forgiving attitude, Uh, I took a course not too long ago called forgiving forward. And it's, it's just realizing that if, you want, if you want to have any kind of relationship with somebody that you have an issue with, you have got to forgive them. Absolutely. And of course, honey, if I'm going to, if, if, if you're going to forgive me, I definitely need to forgive you and think about all that God has forgiven us, you know, all the things we've done that he's already forgiven us all that right. past, present, and future. If we're followers of Jesus Christ. And so, having a forgiving attitude uh, and and letting you know, letting your spouse know that, hey, I blew it. I shouldn't have said that. Please forgive me, and mean it. Absolutely. And so, I think I think that forgiveness is really, really uh, important. And uh, I think back to that thing of us doing finding something that you can do with your spouse. Um, I know I have friends that they're like, oh, well, my husband doesn't like to do anything. You know, I like to shop and he likes to watch TV. Well, how fun is that? I mean, you know, you, you may have to work on that, but come up with some things that you can do that will be fun. Because if there's no fun in your marriage, why does somebody want to be married to you? And be open-minded. And, and um. then I think, I think too, um, uh, And you know, as you get older, you need to be open to new things.
0: Yeah, and uh, you froze I up for a second. I think Nancy, you're yeah. you're good now. But being open minded yes. and expecting that you can find some things together instead of being closed minded and saying those words, power of words, we don't have anything in common. You never do anything with me. It's important to be open minded and look for solutions instead of just
1: saying what you don't want. Talk about what you do want, right? Right. And I think one more thing is that we we didn't really talk about. And that is, I think that you, that you need to constantly be growing, be trying to improve both, both spouses. Um, in other words, if I, if, if I'm going to grow and just and, and develop some new things and learn some new things, then I'm hoping my, I'm going to encourage my spouse to do the same thing Personally. because I'm sure you've heard the term that, well, We just outgrew each other. Mm -hmm. That's why we're not together anymore. And basically what that's saying is that I I decided I want to do new things and be, uh, you know, improve myself and all that. But my spouse didn't. And so uh, my spouse is still just like, you know, back in the day. And here I'm really with it now. You know, I have, have learned new things and developed myself more. And so I think that that's important. Okay. So, um, there
0: was a little gurgling, uh, like you're freezing up a little bit. And so that last we thing, that Nancy freezing was, up. You're, you're freezing up. Now. I'm freezing up. I'm not sure which one's <laughs> recording on my screen, but, um, it is a personal growth. And so Nancy was saying that she was finishing that Personal growth is so important that maybe you're growing and that he's growing in whatever direction of, but still coming together in the middle, right? Personal growth and learning new things. Well, thank you so much, Nancy. We've had a really good time. We had a little gurgling right as we're finishing today, but hey, it was just a tiny bit. So um, I just thank you for for uh, our listeners for listening today. Be sure and go back and you know view all the different podcast episodes that have been on, and I hope that everyone find something that encourages them or lifts them them up or ways to communicate better with their spouse. And Nancy, you've done a great job today and I appreciate you.
1: Thank you, Connie. Thank you so much for having me on. Hope you have a great day. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. If you've been
0: encouraged today, please hit subscribe and help me spread the word by sharing with your friends. You'll find show notes and how you can connect with today's guest at TheExtraordinaryMarriage.com. Get ready to uncover the best-kept secrets of happy, healthy marriages and gain the power of understanding how you and your spouse think, act, and respond differently. Learn more about the unique communication secrets for marriage at TheExtraordinaryMarriage.com. This is your host, Connie Durham, and I'll see you next week.